0: This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On Air. Across the Airwaves with Lung Talk presented by Asthma Otago. Tune in the first Wednesday of every month at 12 noon for information
1: on how to better manage breathing problems on Otago Access Radio 105.4 FM.
0: Good afternoon, everyone. Joe Torrance here from Asmara Tago. I'm one of the community workers here, and today we've got Claire Brown with us. Um, welcome, Claire. Thank you. So, Claire um, is uh, owner of Blueskin Nurseries together with her husband and family. And what we're going to talk about today really is um, gardening tips, uh, particularly um, how to avoid some of those pollen related things that are just absolutely rife at the moment. Um, So Claire, but before we get started, just find out a wee bit more about yourself. So how did you become involved in horticulture?
2: Well, I met my husband. (laughs) (laughs) That'll do it. (laughs) And he was gardening and then, you know, roll on a couple of years and we bought some land at Waitati and... Um, We bought five acres and started to build our nursery and that was 47 years ago. So Mm. yeah, so been there a while but the garden centre where it's situated now has been there 34 years and it's a retail centre with a nice little cafe and um, we still grow quite a lot of plants just on our original site round on Doctors Point Road which is not open to the public. And that's... Mark, my husband, looks after that. And really, Sally looks after the garden centre. And I'm not sure what I do now. Perhaps I'm the public relations person and clean up the mess.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The go-to person. Um, I've been out at the nursery. It's really good. So highly recommend it. Um, But you kind of... Not just a um, garden centre, but actually, you know, you do grow the plants and you have a huge wealth of knowledge about plants.
2: I think that's the important thing. You know, some of some of us are getting a bit long in the tooth, but we still have that experience to, um, to guide people and tell them what plant to plant. And we have some young workers there and they're keen to learn and, um, you know, they... They're learning, and we're all, I say to people, we're always learning when you're gardening. Mm-hmm. I had to do a wee bit of homework before I came to talk to Joe today. <laughs> I used common sense, but I thought i better get a few facts right.
0: Because <laughs> it is quite a, um, yeah, it's not an easy subject. For most people, they just walk around they choose a plant they get home and then um, maybe problems occur particularly when you have allergies and that's kind of what we're talking about today so we'll just swing right on in there so um, firstly when I'll just tell you a little bit about allergy itself, so why it is that people are actually um, having reactions. So for the most people, it's the pollen protein that causes the problem in your lungs. Protein, um, pollen itself is often too big to be inhaled into the lungs. Often it just gets caught in your mouth, in your nose, and that's why you get things like rhinitis. But as far as asthma goes, what happens is the the protein from the pollen actually breaks down with moisture and then um, you inhale it because it's small enough and then of course you get the whole rhyme of asthma with the sort of sensitivity and the overproduction of histamine and all these sorts of things so there's quite a bit going on with just a bit of pollen and we all know pollen for the most people when you think about pollen you'd think about that Horrible yellow stuff that's all over yeah. the place. Yes.
2: <laughs> I think it's just about finished now, isn't oh,
0: it? Good. I'm really pleased because it makes such a mess of your garden, of your car. And of your, r- lungs. <laughs> your lungs. Your lungs. <laughs> and uh, yes, particularly your lungs. Um, actually, probably more your nose because that pollen's quite big that's why we can see so much of it. Mm. So hay fever. so there is a big difference between hay fever and asthma obviously and we're not going to go into that in a big deal. So tell me about plants and pollen. Why do plants even have pollen?
2: Well, it's all to do with reproduction. <coughs> right. um, you know that's through pollen that um, the pollen on plants are either pollinated by birds or wind or whatever and they produce a seed and then that seed is dispersed and then you grow a plant. Pretty basic um, botany. (laughs) Cool. So all plants have pollen? Most plants have pollen, but there are sterile plants which don't have pollen. Um, You know, there's quite a few, um, you know, an an example would be double flowering things. So like a daisy, you get a daisy with just the yellow bit in the middle with the petals around the outside and the yellow in the middle. This is pretty basic botany Um, (coughs) is the pollen and they've bred these fancy fancy daisies now which are double flowering so they don't have that big pollen bit in the middle and so they won't have pollen so if you're wanting to plant a daisy in your garden and you've got asthma or, or hay fever you know look for those double ones because they won't have the pollen <coughs> I don't think they're too big a problem in the garden but i mean that's basically the plants without pollen but there's all sorts of plants that don't don't produce berries and so they they would be ste- they call them sterile right and what about what about trees trees you know we know the pine <coughs> pollen but do most trees have pollen of some description yes they do yeah. conifers are particularly bad for pollen um I find though even, you know, the pine trees are bad, but even your spruce, which have their pollen a bit later, the, the pollen is, is awful. They have little cones which have have pollen in them. Probably another one that's particularly bad is the birch trees. If, you've, if you get asthma or hay fever, don't ever plant a silver birch tree. And actually now I find them quite awful. If I go down to the row of Of birch trees at the wrong time of the year it just really catches me so you know if somebody's wanting to plant them I always say you know you don't get asthma or hay fever because they are renowned to be one of the worst Mm.
0: in fact that's that's just I've just had this brilliant idea of like asthma friendly plants why don't we have a section of those?
2: It's a good idea because they do have, or even, you know, just a yeah. reference because I know there's a lot of bee friendly plants. And actually, in the outdoor garden, I did a wee bit of research. Bee friendly plants aren't nearly so bad as wind pollinated. But Joe asked me a really hard question. <laughs> How do I tell if a plant's wind pollinated or bee pollinated? Well, I can't, I don't think you know by looking at them. You might have to research them because it's the wind pollinated ones that are the worst offenders.
0: Yeah, but there's
2: no, there's no like, they don't
0: have a longer bits or are more attractive. I'll have to have a wee bit of, <laughs> do a bit of homework. I'll come back with those answers. Yes, yeah, 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 because, yeah. you know, things that are brightly coloured we know are being attracted, you know, that's what attract bees and yes, things like that, yeah. so maybe yeah. I, mean, I don't know, yeah. I'm just thinking I mean
2: one of, there's a few fruits you know, that's probably the only thing I know I mean hazelnut trees are wind pollinated so they would obviously be a no-no because they're wind pollinated so there are quite a few fruits that are wind pollinated so they'd be no-nos mm. I mean um,
0: probably on the New Zealand website like New Zealand Allergy or perhaps um, even if you googled, you know, if you're thinking of because plants aren't cheap, and no. I, think, you know, you go and spend no, a lot of money. The right ones. You may as well get one that isn't going to bother you. That's right. Mm. Cool. I mm. know oh, that's that's helpful. There is a pollination chart. I can tell you that. Um, Aspen New Zealand produced that, um, and it, it's just a little flip chart. So if you were going to be perhaps starting a brand new garden, um, you could look at the types of plants that you might want to. Good to idea, put it in and it's there.
2: something you know we should probably have available because we're supposed to be authorities on everything. <laughs> People come and ask us if plants were poisonous. Well, we can usually look up whether they're poisonous to humans because we've got quite a good reference. But will that kill my cat? Well, or something I tell them, well, they really need to talk to the vets, you know, when it comes to what's, what, what's poisonous to, to animals because yeah. it's a pretty complicated.
0: Oh, yeah, it's not a quick answer, is it? no. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, not at all. Cool, Anna, that's really helpful. Um, Just speaking about pollen again, sorry, and just one of the things we talked about just before was I was having a read about... So pollen is in the air pretty much, you know, everywhere, Um, but we do know that in the morning, before lunch, peaks at about lunch, the sort of pollination process. So not opening your doors and windows in the morning. Good idea. Keeping your house closed at that time so that... It doesn't just blow into your house. And we know that pollen can stay in the air for quite some time. It will settle on, on surfaces and you can wet dust and things like this, particularly when the pine pollen is around. I know that personally. You it's, open yeah, up doors and stuff definitely. and you could just about write your name on the on the thing with, with how much is in there. So a lot of the pollen is much smaller than that. You won't see it. So keeping those sorts of, you know, um, Keeping your doors and windows closed in the morning till at least lunchtime, and then it kind of tapers off a wee bit. You can um, get um, uh, you know you put your air aircon air on that will keep pollens down as well. If it oh, has a, mm-hmm. if it has a filtration system, so there are things that you can kind of do, and it might be worth particularly if you're really susceptible to um you know the the pollen and its horrible horrible symptoms right before we lead on we might just have a wee stop and um have a bit of music Hi everyone, Joe Torrance here from Astra Welcome back and welcome back, Claire Brown from Blue Skin Nurseries. Thank you. Um, we've been talking this morning about um, pollens and how to avoid some of those in the garden. Things like, you know, buying um, bee pollinated flowers instead of wind pollinated flowers, things like keeping your windows closed in the morning. Um, You know, obviously if pollen is a real problem, you might want to look at some um, treatment within, you know, talk to your GP about that because hay fever is really rife and it's not treated very seriously. It's kind of one of those annoying diseases.
2: And people are saying it's a lot worse this year than it has been. Yeah, um, there is a lot of talk about climate change and and that actually makes a a
0: difference. It's Mm -hmm. a bit warmer, there's more moisture in the air. Mm -hmm. Um, We know that um, there's a thing called thunderstorm asthma which we know when there's when there's erratic um climate that um lots of pollens that don't normally they sit dormant for a really long time when there's a big change in humidity and heat and uh just events they they go berserk Like yeah (laughs) so we we know and ed are usually aware that if thunderstorms around there's going to be a lot of asthma coming in so that's and that's not new but certainly with climate change that's probably you know going to be more so but hay fever more than asthma is just annoying it's it's kind of a not very glamorous sort of disease or a condition really it's not really a disease because it's um annoying people don't die from hay fever or anything like that but for most people that have it itchy eyes um you know, runny nose, it's pretty miserable. So anything we can do to avoid those sorts of things um, is helpful. And um, there is some treatments you can buy over-the-counter or you can get prescribed some antihistamines that you take up your nose. Um, another simple little thing that I'll, while well, I've got two seconds, is called a nasal rinse, and that's just another treatment for hay fever. And it simply is water, um, salt, baking soda in small amounts, like quarter of a teaspoon, and you literally rinse your nasal and mm-hmm. sinuses out, and it's a really good non-invasive treatment. Um, we recommend it lots for people who do have hay fever. It just keeps all of those nasal passages and those sinuses nice and and um, clean. And um, so salt is just a it cleans, kills bugs, and baking soda. So
2: Really does the same.
0: And and it's like a Teflon, so mm-hmm. you know, kind of coach your nasal passages and outer comes and things like that. So that's all well and good for outside. You know, we can't do a lot. We'll stay away from mowing the lawns. Good idea if, if, if you can't mow the lawns. Sounds really good to me. But what happens indoors? Your lovely friends bring around some flowers or whatever it is. So I thought we'd just lead and talk about some indoor plants that maybe. Are good or bad. So, what's your thoughts on those, Claire?
2: Yeah, well, um, Joe just said about someone bringing some flowers. I've had a bit of hay fever and I don't know, asthma, but quite a bit of coughing recently. So, my daughter bought me a beautiful big bunch of lilac, and Joe said it's one of her favourites too. And she said I'll put in a vase, Mum, but it's just on the table outside. You can look at it, but you don't have to smell it. <laughs> and I think Christmas lilies are probably probably oh. one of the worst things in the world. There's not many people. Well, lot, no, there's a lot of people they upset, and I mean they do look beautiful but um, you know if, if you are, do get asthma or hay fever from them just don't have them in your house it just I mean it's a time when we're supposed to be happy not not sad and you know put them on a table outside or it does help if you pinch the yellow stamens or the orangey colored stamens out because you get rid of the pollen. Ah, right. and, and, and they're not so scented but they still look pretty but you do still have to be very careful mm. with them and you know if people bring you flowers I think you know be sensible either you can either say I don't want them but that's a bit rude but just you know put them in a room where it's not going to matter but um, you know, roses are f- probably fine outside because the bees are going to pollinate them. But inside, a lot of them are scented, so not a good idea. And you know, if you're making a bonsai to grow inside and you get asthma, don't choose something that's, you know, a, a conifer or something that's going to upset you. So just a bit of planning, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But there are some good plants which, you know, they've been promoting recently, I mean, for a number of years for growing in your office to clean the air. And obviously they're very good, you know, if you do have asthma. Um, There's the peace lily, which is, you know, is pretty easy to grow as long as you don't overwater it and it's not too cold, (laughs) especially in the wintertime. But they're really lovely, lush green. They do have a flower, but I, I... not sure whether there's much the maybe pollen on that, you may have to cut the flowers off. But the leaves are beautiful. There's one here and at the studio looking beautiful. Mother-in-law's tongue, Senecio, <laughs> um, an interesting plant. But again, you know, it's one of those ones that they say cleans the atmosphere and absorbs the CO2. So it, it is is a good plant to have. And Dracaena, which I think it's common name might be dragon plant or something but it has quite a pretty leaf and again it's one that's very good for purifying the atmosphere so you know when you, pl- you know it's even, I mean a lot of people are planting succulents and cactus and having them inside but they a lot of them have flowers so if you want to grow them just cut the flowers off don't let them flower because they do have beautiful pollen
0: <laughs> um, is it all right to have those plants in your bedroom? Do you know? Yes, absolutely yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. 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 you know, lots of people sort of say, well oh, they're going to be using up all my oxygen." And <laughs> the things I hear about plants in I bedrooms, don't, I, don't, I don't think I so don't, either.
2: I don't think so.
0: To me, no. it's the opposite, isn't it? Not? I but guess there, if you yeah.
2: shut your bedroom up, and yeah, it might be the wrong growing conditions, but yeah, it shouldn't should should actually help, not hinder. Yeah, yeah, you know. I'd have thought so too. Mm, mm. So.
0: Um, with those flowers, just just completely random here. How do you make flowers last longer in the bars
2: <laughs>
0: There's change, a random question. Oh,
2: change change <laughs> the water. Not if it's not every day, every second day, and cut a little bit off the bottom of the stems oh. is probably the easiest. Um, some people use warm water, and some people add sugar. Oh, and I know who also. When you buy flowers, you sometimes get a little sachet to put in. But I think if you keep your water fresh, and if you know you just snip the ends off them. And and you know if they are, have got if they are lilies or something, take the you know as soon as they open, snip those little bits of pollen off the end, and you'll find you know even if you don't get hay fever, they they um, you won't get that horrible orange colour on your table either. That just about and it always stains. Paint. Yes, yeah. it does. It's yeah. awful. So you yeah. yeah, just as they come out, then wash your hands before you do anything else. <laughs>
0: well, the- that sounds like a bit of a story, there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. you go Don't wipe see, your face or something like yes, that, and you've got yeah. lovely orange yeah. stuff all over. Mm-hmm. It. I mean, it just shows you that the pollen, um, you know, it's an integral part of the flower, but actually, probably not designed for us humans to be quite so right. close to right. them. No. Yeah, yeah.
2: And I did say to Joe before, you know, if you have someone in your house that's, especially if you've just got a small lawn outside in a wee backyard by the house, put, um, you know, instead of put, getting lawn, just get that. Artificial stuff. It doesn't look quite so good, but you can put some things on it. It just you won't have that problem of mowing grass.
0: Yeah, yeah, At, which is always good. You know, there's another reason not to mow
2: lawns. Can you, there's a theme. But, I you mean, here if you had a big lawns. section, you probably it's not very practical. But no, no, yeah. no. Yeah.
0: But, um, is there uh, like lawn pollen? Is it? I presume it's pollen that the lawns cause the
2: major problem with. Um, are there, are there different types of lawn? There are different types of lawn, but I don't think, I think they're probably all going to create the same problem. Yeah. It's that smell of newly mown grass that, you know, it's actually not seeds, is it? It's just that, yeah. that smell. It must be something that they give off that irritates yeah. people. Because because lawn, um,
0: you know, it's one of the major ones. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about the pine pollen, but actually, as I say, it's annoying for people and, and hay fever things, but actually asthma... The lawns are the one that causes much more problem for people with asthma. Mm. In fact, we recommend people don't mow the lawns. Um, You can wear a mask, of course, and masks are just like everywhere at the moment. Those N95s, brilliant masks for pollen, which has been really useful because people used to not know where to go and get masks. Now, every second place that you look at They give them to (laughs) you. (laughs) They're absolutely everywhere. So masks Mm. are a really, really good idea. Um, We're just going to... um, wind up shortly but just before we do um, maybe you'd just like to give a wee plug for your nursery Claire.
2: Okay well I mean we're at just 15 minutes north of Dunedin over the northern motorway Um, we do have an extensive range of trees, shrubs, plants and good advice um, you know we can arrange delivery if you want a big tree and um, or we can courier plants to you we've um, you can order things online, you can send us an email. A lot of people send photos or bring photos on their phone of what am I or what do I do with this or how do I prune it and uh, is this do I get asthma from this plant or is it that plant? We get all sorts of questions. But, and of course you can have morning tea, lunch or coffee when you come out. Yeah. Yes. There's a couple of other wee shops in Waitati so it has really become quite a destination now and if it's a hot afternoon you can get an ice cream at Harvey Street Merchants, it's just right next <laughs> door <laughs> and even the train's coming out I think we've got three trips before Christmas so, oh, or three trips over the summer so, Great, Yeah, oh, that's great, thank you Claire Thank you for taking
0: your time to come and see us today and talk to us um, So this has been Asma Otago If you would like to find out any information about Um, anything we've talked about here obviously the podcast but you can always give me a ring at asthma otago on 03 471 6167 or our mobile 027 471 6162 Um, if you've got any questions at all about asthma or um, hay fever or any of the things that we've talked about today have triggered off some thoughts just give us a buzz and we will endeavor to answer your questions Thanks for listening today.
2: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the Air.